Hello and welcome. I'm Peter Gowers. And I'm Peter Kafkas. And we are two peas in a pod. Well, Pete. Hello there. Good day. <laughs> Good day, lad. What's been happening? Well, bits and pieces, this and that. You know how it is. I do. Well, firstly, on a serious note, mm-hmm. we're being serious. Can you believe it? I'm surprised. I'm shocked. No. A massive congratulations to you and Leon Loganathan um, for the Boundless Possible podcast. I think you guys are well done. Woohoo! Thank you. Yeah, it, um, it's been good. We've had some great guests. We've had some great conversations. Uh, we're not in the business of breaking news or anything like that. No. But, yeah. You know, we've, we've spoken to some really good people who are doing good things in the Territory, and we've spoken to people involved in doing serious things in the Territory. And sure. I think we've generally got the answers that we were looking for. And, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, so far, so good. Perfect. Well, uh, this platform here, 2Ps, is our platform that we began about two years ago, roughly. Yeah, roughly. Yeah. And this is not the format of The Boundless Possible. This is more of uh, just me and you chatting, podcast style. Freestyling. ACF. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Pete? AC. A- ACMA free. A- ACRA, whatever. Yeah. ACRA ac- free. So yeah. we're not coming. Yeah. Is it from Roadrunner? That's it. Thank you. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so um, we're not constrained by rules and regulations. Absolutely. Mm. Let's get straight into it. Sure. Hit me. How's it been living in New South Wales? It is New South Wales, right? No. Victoria. Fuck. <laughs> you see, guys? Totally freeballing it. What's the difference? Between New South Wales and Victoria? No, I don't know the difference, but anyway. Well, I'll tell you what the difference is. AFL versus Rugby League and Rugby Union. There you go. Um, That's what I meant. The actual... Sydney versus Melbourne. Right. Yeah, there's big differences. Okay. But, um, no, look, for the most part, um, the biggest difference is the weather. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds ridiculous, and I know we all crap on about the weather, no matter where we are in the world, but um, having been in the Northern Territory uh, and in the Middle East... For consistently about 20 years, um, it's the first thing I notice. It's just very cold during winter and, you know, it's difficult to escape that cold. Darwin at heart, my friend. Darwin Mm. at heart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And what has shocked me, however, is that, and everyone said this and I thought, nah, this isn't right. Children are largely oblivious to weather. Yes. And my boys yes. were going off to school in shorts and T-shirts someday, and I'm like, put a jumper on for Christ's sake. You're making me feel cold. But because they play footy every lunchtime and they're running around the whole time, and I guess the classrooms are heated, uh, they they literally... I, I, I had to make a rule. You cannot leave the house unless you're wearing a jumper. Yep. And if it's raining, you've got to have a like a parker or yeah, yeah, you know, a raincoat thing sure. on, which is warm as well. But they would have happily just gone in their t-shirts and and shorts. So climatized yeah, already. Huh? That's probably Bad the big kids. thing. And then just I don't know the proximity to national sports venues and you know being able to yes drive an hour down the road and I took the boys to the MCG and I took them to Amy Park to watch the Melbourne Storm play and you know they. We sort of didn't have those opportunities up here. Uh, here. Although, you know, there's there's a couple of AFL games and a, a rugby league game, but it's, it's different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I guess with us, um, as you know, Pete, I, we, we're we unf- 
I'm unfiltered in the sense of, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll always, you know, talk about the positive of the town, but we'll also give you the, the flip side as well. Yeah. Um, one thing I, it'd be stupid not to touch on at the moment is, have you heard of a page called The Government? <laughs> I have. Oh, you have? <laughs> well, I, only because I was steered towards it by your good self a while ago. <laughs> yes. And I must admit, I, I found it quite addictive. It is, isn't it? And I've, through um, the Boundless Possible podcast, we've we've done an interview with um, uh, Athena Pascoe-Bell. Ah, uh, the Palmerston Mayor. Palmerston Mayor, and we spoke to Terry Mills. Can I just give a quick shout out to Athena and Terry Mills? Hell, hey, you two, keep up the good work. Yeah, and we've spoken to other people in, you know, um, in business and those involved in with government. Yes. And, you know, uh, what's been interesting to me is to watch from afar uh, what's been happening and people are talking and what they're saying and obviously being involved with the community groups as you are and as you, I have you, some exposure to. Correct, yeah. It's yeah. been really interesting to not be here but to be watching right. what everyone's talking about. And there's sure. certain themes that filter through all of those pages. I think uh, Gummant yep. has uh, probably taken it to a different level. Yeah, 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 cool, cool. It's very entertaining, isn't it? It's very entertaining, from the various nicknames. Yes, yes. To, look, I, I guess the guy that runs it um, is pretty passionate about... Business. Business, and now it seems getting a change of government. Definitely. And look, the, the one thing that I would say is that, and, and we discussed this with, with uh, both Terry Mills and um, Athena, the, the uh, Palmerston mayor, yeah. youth crime is oh. being discussed by everyone. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And Especially the community groups, but anyway, we won't get into that correct. right now. We won't get into that right now. And it's now starting to get to a point where you know, I was on a I was on a flight yesterday, and the lady who I was sitting next to is from Melbourne. Yeah, and she was talking to me about it. So right. it, it's not just Northern Territory it's, and Darwin now. It's people are starting to notice that there's stuff going on here. Yeah, that from an outside point of view appears to be verging on lawlessness. And sure. Sure. You know, the government's saying, well, we've got these numbers and we've got these diversion programs and we've got this and that. Yeah. But if you've got all that and if the activities that are going on are still going on, mm. the system's broken yeah. and it needs some change. And, you know, I mean, um, magistrates can only legislate for what's in front of them. The police can only do what's within their rules and they can only do it with the amount of police that there are available to... Uh, to oversee all of this. I, I, I don't think uh, in this whole uh, last 12 months of this going on, uh, I don't think I've heard anyone say that the NT police do a bad job. I would completely agree. Yeah. The only thing that I've seen, and again, this is this is just through, Please. as I say, reading the groups, and our is that it just appears from a public point of view right. that there's not enough of them. Yeah, so what I wanted to say was, it's been, you know, as this has been going on, no one has said, ever said that NT police are doing a bad job. They're overworked. Some of them are tired as. Some of them, I better not even talk for them. I just know that they're tired. Yeah. And when you have that kind of pressure on everybody, yeah. it does produce bad eggs. Of course. 
not scared to say it. There's yeah, some yeah. bad eggs out there. Yeah. And just like any industry, I suppose. I think you know there was a copper that was sacked most recently only about sexual harassment. It was only on the radio last week. I don't want to get into this. is in Northern Territory. Okay. I don't want to take the focus away from that. But at some stage, um, I was very proud of Katie Wolf and her interview with Michael Gunner because she went pretty passionate, went at him. Yeah. And then there was an ABC interview where she wasn't as fiery but stuck to the point. Yeah. Um, and she pointed out that he possibly could have been prepared for the interview because it yeah. had been booked two weeks in advance. Yeah, and and, and which I th- you know I, I listened to both of those. Cause, yes, because again I was you have to listen to those I was too. instructed to, and because right. uh, because we are going to be interviewing the chief minister ourselves. Okay, I thought probably not a bad idea just to hear you know yep. how how both of those interviews went, and I thought, <laughs> see the public aren't fools. And the public don't want yes. to hear percentages and numbers and what um, KPIs government use I get it. for success and failure. Oh, they just want to see it in action. Yeah. And look, I had my hair cut yesterday. I got off the plane. Looking good, Pete. Thank you. Drove straight to Casuarina. Thought I'd inject some money back into the local economy. <laughs> uh, didn't realise how expensive it was, but anyway. Oh, boy. Listen, Darwin, listen. Keep and, you know, talking to the young girl that was cutting my hair, and yep. she was telling me that... Two weeks ago, when yep. she was home, yep. on a Saturday night, yep. lights on, TV on the whole bit, Oh yeah, a bloke actually tried to break into her house. Oh, look, you know what? And, the, and yep. was trying to pull the um, yep. you know, security door off its hinges. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, wow, that's, you know. So two days ago, first reported at Karama community, the post said, someone just tried to sexually assault my wife. I saw that, yes. That was first posted on the community group. Right. Yeah, wow. So what they're doing now is, right now, particularly I'm talking the last three days. That's how I'm keeping you updated. They're just doing crime during the day now with that out of care in the world. Yeah. It's now they don't care. Yeah. It's not look at the camera, the surveillance camera, and stick your finger up. It's now, hey. Yeah. And we're just going to keep going. Yeah. That's a concern. Yeah. And look, I mean, you don't want to single out individual events, but... The thing no, that I think got most people's backs up uh, recently, in the last week or so anyway, was the assault at Nightcliff, where one of the two, I believe, people involved mm. is currently on bail facing 90 charges. Yeah, yeah, 83 or something. And I think people or 92 think, charges, people think to like themselves, 83. well, hang on, you know. Well, what's going on with the system that yeah. if you're facing 92 charges, 83 charges, whatever it is, right? Anything mm. north of about two. <laughs> chances are some of those are going to stick, right? Yeah. Let, 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 let me be judge, jury and executioner with no yeah. basis to this whatsoever. I'm sure. just thinking no police officer is going out of his way to charge somebody with 90-odd offences <laughs> thinking no way any of these are going to stick, right? Because yeah. as I understand it, there's a fair bit of um, paperwork involved with this sort of stuff. Sure. All right? Sure. So, so let's say some of them end up being found to be true. Then you and I, as reasonable human beings and landowners and parents, think to ourselves, we don't want these people out committing yeah. more crimes yeah. waiting for these other crimes to it to me it just seems like as you said there's no care in the world yeah. there's no consequence for actions well, let me just get to that <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we both agree 
And everyone in the NT agrees. In fact, everyone in the world would agree NT police are doing a fantastic job. Yep. Let's go to the magistrate part. You should be ashamed of yourself as a magistrate in this town. Absolutely ashamed of yourself. Uh, I got caught stealing some fog lights when I was 21 years old at the hospital on broad daylight. So I'm a career criminal at heart, as you can see. <laughs> and uh, that, That's sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> and um, and at the time we had mandatory sentencing. I get that I didn't even have to go to jail when I went to court because I returned the fog lights before my court date. The judge saw that right. that I bought a new pair yeah. for the persons that I stole. Yeah. Um, hint, hint. Back then the police gave me a tip to do that. Yeah. How wonderful is that? Yeah. Wow. So at the time, Judge Kavanagh, I'll even go back. Yep. This is going back 20 years. I'm, I'm, yep. yeah. um, said, listen, mate, we're not going to put you in jail because it's mandatory sentencing. You returned the fog lights. You were remorseful. You did the right thing. So you know what the prick did? <laughs> what? He gave me a criminal record instead. Oh. Is that what the options were? Criminal record or jail? I don't know. I'm not, But wow. think about that yeah. and what it did for me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I don't have to go to jail. Yeah. But it, but no other crime has been committed. Now, it speeding in my car, here and there, yeah. bad driver record. Sure, I'll take it all. Yeah. Um. But you know, never did anything again. So, it, what, what does that um sure. potentially prevent you from doing? Like I know, for example, certain mm-hmm. crimes. Mm. I don't think that would be one of them. But certain crimes, for example. If you have that, you can't travel to the United States. Uh, yeah, so th- thank you for that. Um, it's funny you say that because um, uh, when, I w- when Lauren wanted to take me to Vegas for my 30th, oh, man, I wasn't allowed to do it. Oh, is that right? We so that's f- included? Yeah, that's included. Wow. I couldn't go f- uh, to Vegas for my 30th. I had to fly down to Mel- Melbourne and, and plead my case as to why I'm going. I had to fly down. Wow. Yeah. What, US Embassy or something? Yeah, or something Consulate? like that. Embassy. Consulate. Yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah. And I stated my case, told them my story. They couldn't give me an answer. And then, uh, we, you know, about a week and a half before we were due to fly out, we were pretty much giving up on it. My, yeah. my friend Manoli bought a ticket as well. Yeah. And then we got this thing in the mail that said you're allowed to go. Now, back to the whole point of it. The whole process, going to court, returning, going through the cops, mm. didn't want to do that again. Didn't want to risk going to jail. Yeah. They don't, so back to the magistrates. They don't have those consequences. They're like, we're going to get a bit of airtime, a bit of bit famous out of it and we be ba- and we know we'll be back out the next day yeah. to be more famous again. Yeah, yeah. Think about the disconnect in that. Now, um so I'd like to go from the magistrates, shocking job, lift your game, stop being a <laughs> blip blip I'll edit that bit. Toughen up on your sentences and please, if you are a leader in this town, just go against the ground. I don't know what you have to do. Just put in the, put in the, what you have to do now. Put in, just do it. They've got parameters though, don't they? That they They, work within. They do. They do. They do. Presumably that starts at government. Yeah, so this parameters stuff and and all of that. I'm even going to go as far as to say, oh, please don't kill me. I think Michael Gunner, 
is trying to do a good job as a local, but he just needs to. What is it? Everyone says it on online. Fortitude, testitude, fortitude. Intestinal fortitude. What does that mean? What it means is that it's showing um, strength and conviction. So what essentially what it means is that there's sometimes when you do things that are popular and everyone loves it. There's some things when you do things that are unpopular, right. but they have to be done. Very well and, explained. Thank and, you. and you've got to show the intestinal fortitude to carry it out. Very so, well explained. But there's nobody at the moment who is going to be against him toughening up, you know, whether it's sentencing or what it, whatever it is. Uh, now, you and I are no government advisors. Hells no. Though we would be overqualified for that job. <laughs> um, yeah, I hear level five getting talked about a lot. Uh, overqualified <laughs> us too. Um, stand as a unit, and then when those interview opportunities come up with the ABC and uh, um, what's the other one? ABC, um, and and oh, Katie Wolf. Um, s- sorry, uh, where's she from? Actually, I don't care about saying where she's from. I just, Mix one hundred four point nine. That's it. Thank yeah. you. Um, just go in there, and we know we're going to do more as a government. We're doing all we can. Here's the stats. No, 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 don't do that. No, do don't, not, don't you fucking dare say stats again. Don't do stats. Don't you fucking dare say that. We live in a transparent world now where people are more smarter than you think. We're all more connected as you think and it's becoming an open platform. What I mean by that, here's your free government advice. <laughs> Just come out and say, right, we're actually going to upset a few people here, but it's time to toughen up the laws. But we're going to upset a few people. Say it and then do it and then watch the community come behind you. Is it too late? Could be. Potentially. I was talking to someone the other day and I said to them, I said, what, what's wrong? What's wrong here? What's gone wrong? And he said, uh, it's pretty simple. I'll tell you what it is. And because uh, we, we were talking about, um, you know, territory first and what role they may play in the next election, which I, I tend to think it might be a pretty major role. Sure. Um, whether there's even talk of a coalition government or not, I don't know, but mm-hmm. that's I would have thought that's the only way that Territory First and the CLP could form government, but okay. who even knows whether that's on the table? It's probably not. Yeah. But As I don't know that much about politics from that point of view, I'll just listen to you, because I don't really understand the one territory, Labor, Liberal, how it all works, the, okay. you know, the political games. I don't yeah, get yeah. how they work, and don't ever try to teach me people, because I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah. But what I would say is that um, uh, this person said, and I thought it was really well articulated, is that Labor is too soft, CLP is too harsh, mm. It needs to be somewhere in between. Sure. So the centre, the sensible centre, as it's now being talked about, right? If you talk to most people, most people fit into that category. Yeah. Whether they're a CLP voter or whether they're a Labor voter, when you talk to most people, they most of them, m- the majority seem to fit into the centre belief system. Belief. System. What does that mean? Right. Well, that that means that. They're not socialists. They're not full-on capitalists. Right. But they believe in social justice. They believe in proper sentencing. They believe in you know, things like Medicare, um, which, which fits into that because some of that's socialist by nature, some of that's capitalist by nature. But 
it's the it's the best of all those things that most people seem to believe in. Right, right. So when you look at um, you know government, or you look at yep. the various, you know, even just the community pages. Uh, apart from the, what I will say, just around all of this is yeah. what I don't like seeing, yep. and this maybe fits into that centre attitude. Yeah. What I don't like seeing, and take the example you mentioned before, where that person uh, talked about his wife on the Karama page, which which I saw as well, and I was quite shocked with. Yeah, I thought that's terrible. That shouldn't happen to anyone, particularly Oof. a woman pushing a pram with a baby in it. Can you imagine if you picked on the wrong? Yeah, yeah, I can. That uh, that was a totally different story. Why I need to be read? I think we I think we need to be careful, and I think this is where government needs to do their job properly. Mm. Is that we're starting to get this <coughs> vigilante type attitude? The amount of times I see, can you get a taser? Is it legal to get a taser? What's the rules around tasers? I don't like seeing that stuff because. Once, you know, you, you might say that in the heat of the battle or when you're angry or whatever, but, man, you can't have people roaming the streets randomly with tasers and Oh, stuff. brother. There's there there's a couple of uh, night patrols going on. I imagine there would be. Yeah, through the community. If you yeah, look at yeah. some of the community pages mm. and you look at the activity, mm. I can be sitting in Victoria mm. and I can pretty much picture where the movements of people yeah, are based exactly. on whatever I'm saying. So do you know what's funny about the community groups? For for even to this day, right? You, you this is how dumb the media is up here. They, they sit there getting stories for the last four years, and they'll never acknowledge them. So that's why we started blocking all the um, yep. journalists and all that. Because um, you're you're morons, right? That's all. Well, it, yeah, it's an industry that has gone through massive change and it doesn't know its place. It doesn't know its place. Oh. There's a lot of uh, people in that boat that, you know, you can't actually, did you guys know you can't actually ignore when there's a collective group of about nearly, I don't know, who knows, 30,000, 40,000 people? And it's funny how they think they can ignore that. Yeah. Just because we don't go out and go, hey, we've got 40,000 members that we manage just because we don't do that. Yep. Yeah, and what what I find with traditional media interesting, and mm. actually just in the last few months, I don't know if you get this as well, but in my Facebook feed, pretty much every day, mm. I'll get something in there, um, you know, something you might be interested in, and it's always the NT News. Oh. And I always click on it because... The algorithm loves you for the NT News. To this point in time, it has never once disappointed me not one single story is ever from Darwin, or the NT for that matter. Yeah. I couldn't give a shit about some cruise boat in the middle of bloody the fjord somewhere where they had an uproar over whatever they had an uproar over. I literally couldn't care less. And yet the NT News apparently are printing these stories left, right and centre, which tells me mm. their journalists aren't working hard enough no. because these stories are rip and read off the wires. Yeah, look, I don't think, um, I just, it just doesn't make sense for them to be doing well. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. And because we're not constrained by rules, etc., I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something that will uh, shock you, Okay. I would say. Okay. There is a belief in the sphere, right. atmosphere, right. that these people are highly paid 
and well-credentialed individuals. Oh, okay? all right. I can tell you from a radio perspective intimately, and I can tell you from a print perspective, not as intimately, but quite so. Yep. These people, uh, this is this is radio now. None of these people would be paid more than fifty thousand dollars a year. Sure. So what do you expect? They're not trained. They're not. So some saying about paying peanuts and you get. Correct. Right. Correct. So they're they're we're expecting too much of people who probably mm. wanted to be on the radio from whatever young age because they thought it would be cool or they thought it would be fun or they thought they might be famous or whatever. You know, back back in the day, you know, if I wanted to get into journalism, I this is just the kid in me, Lois Lane, that was cool. Yeah, I yeah. want to be a journalist because of Lois exactly. Lane. Exactly. Right. A- and if you look at commercial radio as an example, um, I know that people love to say, oh, do you listen to, oh, this is showing my age now, but do you like Hamish and Andy or do you oh. like... Katie, Tim and Marty, or do you like, you know, uh, whatever combinations. Please understand that those programs are recorded in Melbourne or Sydney and they are putting scores of radio announcers out of work. That's right. right. Because for the three hours they sit doing four till seven or three till six or whatever, there's an announcer they don't need to pay for here locally. And right. therefore, the the industry's lost its talent, it's lost its creativity, and there's no budgets to pay these people. So, and no offence, because, you know, I came through that system here in Darwin as well. Yeah. But you know when they're starting to struggle, because Darwin's a really good example. Darwin was part of the Osterio Network yep. once yep, upon right. a time. Correct. And it was considered a training station for guys who were going to go to capital cities. You know, Kyle Sanderlands came through through Darwin at, at one stage. Once the local stations started to hire, and I'm using quote marks mm-hmm, when I say mm-hmm. this, local talent, mm-hmm. you knew that was the beginning of the end because the only reason they're doing that is because said station manager thinks, I can save on relocation fees, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can save on two weeks accommodation, and that's why they do it. I pay them forty-five grand a year, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be expecting too much from them because the environment's set up for failure virtually. Yeah, right, right, yeah. But because they're the only game in town, they can still have some effect when it comes to advertising. You know, you will get the the local businesses of a certain size still advertising, even though you and I both know those local businesses would be far better off spending. Half the budget. Half the budget on digital. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, they don't understand it, they think it's money well spent. It's finally cut through to the younger generation, and now, yeah. now, um, you know, you're you're a growth strategist. You're a, you're a, you're a multitude of roles. Am I, am I right? Yeah, good yeah. word. Yeah. Good word. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank you. Um, well, that's what you are. You're a digital business strategist in your. In my opinion, you're one of the best and have been for a number of years because you haven't come in willy-nilly a year ago and gone, bah! I've seen the programs you've bought. I've seen yeah. the money you've spent to <laughs> teach yourself the yeah. last five years. So, Pete, it's been great to get back on the blower and have a chin <laughs> wag. Thank you, my friend. And uh, that Brandon that, that Brandon Long, that's a little chin wag he always says. Now I've stolen that word. 
Chimwag's a great word just yeah. for sitting down and having a chat to an old friend. Oh, mate, isn't that awesome? So, look, I think on our next episode, we're going to touch on the uh, economy and a few other things. But this one, we just wanted to touch on crime. There's our view. A few people have asked our view, so here yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, we're introducing some technology as well. So two peas in a pot will be back as a permanent fixture on the uh, landscape. Absolutely, and I'm going to give a little shout-out to uh, make sure you go listen to Boundless Possible Podcast by uh, Leon Loganathan and Peter Gowers, and I believe your next guest, or close to, is The Chief. The Chief will be in, yes. We'll be, we'll be recording that uh, tomorrow. Okay. And you'll hear it within the next week or so. Good work. Bye for now. I'm Peter Kafkas. I'm Peter Gowers. We are two peas in a pod. Catch you next time.